Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. Today we come to day number 108, which brings us to Exodus chapter 20, the Ten Commandments. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are your people and we want to hear from you. We want you to speak your word to us by your spirit, to write it on our hearts, to help us understand it in our minds, to receive it by faith and treasure it up in our hearts and to respond with loving obedience. Father, help us to do this, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Exodus chapter 20. And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant, or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that the days that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his male servant, or his female servant, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. Now, when all the people saw the thunder and the flashes of lightning and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, the people were afraid and trembled and they stood far off and said to Moses, you speak to us and we will listen, but do not let God speak to us lest we die. Moses said to the people, do not fear for God has come to test you that the fear of him may be before you, that you may not sin. The people stood far off, while Moses draw near, drew near to the thick darkness where God was. And the Lord said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the people of Israel, You have seen for yourselves that I have talked with you from heaven. You shall not make gods of silver to be with me, nor shall you make for yourselves gods of gold. An altar of earth you shall make for me, and sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your oxen. In every place where I cause my name to be remembered, I will come to you and bless you. If you make me an altar of stone, you shall not build it of hewn stones. For if you wield your tool on it, you profane it. And you shall not go up by steps to my altar, that your nakedness be not exposed on it. 
That's Exodus chapter 20 in the English Standard Version. One of the most famous passages of Scripture, obviously, the Ten Commandments. And then what's also important is the people's response to the Ten Commandments. So I'm actually going to be preaching on the Ten Commandments uh, starting in May and going until August. So uh, this is a passage of Scripture that we as a church will become quite familiar with, uh, especially as it is kept and fulfilled in Christ and then how it applies to us as believers in Jesus uh, today. But we'll just briefly make a few observations here. So first of all, the opening of the Ten Commandments is as important as the commandments themselves, and that is the basis for obedience is who God is and what he has done for us. The basis for obedience is not us trying to achieve something or earn something, but it is who God is and what he has done for us. I am the Lord, your God. I am Yahweh, the great I am, unchanging, eternally consistent and faithful, self-sufficient, needing nothing. I am who I am, your God, your mighty one, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. I have saved you. I have redeemed you. So who God is, who God is to us, and what God has done for us is the foundation of our obedience. We don't obey so that we can make ourselves into gods or make God love us or earn something from God. We obey as a response to who God is and what he's done for us. And the very first commandment is you shall have no other gods before me. Because he is the Lord our God, we should have no other gods. So getting rid of all idolatry should be the number one purpose of our lives. Jesus said the first and great commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. The first four commandments are really designed to show us how to do that. What does it mean to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength? Well, it means to have no other gods, no other false gods, nothing else competing for God's first place priority within our hearts and minds and lives. So anything else that would usurp God as being our Lord, being our God, being that which drives us needs to go. We need to repent of it. We worship God in the way that he commands. We don't use carved images. We don't, we don't worship and, and use idols or statues or anything else like that. Anything that is man-made, that's emphasized again at the end of the chapter with this idea that when you make a stone altar, you don't use your tools on it because that would profane it. So you keep the worship of God pure by worshiping him as he is. And God is unseen. We don't make images of him. And we worship according to his word and not according to our own uh, whims. And that's where God tells us that he's a jealous God. Um, is not only if we were to worship other gods, but if we were to worship God in a way that was according to our imagination. He wants our hearts his and his according to what he has shown of himself. Shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Some people think this primarily means that you shouldn't use the Lord's name as a curse word. And you shouldn't use the Lord's name as a curse word or as just some meaningless throwaway thing like the OMG that people like to do in our uh, culture today. It's wrong. You don't, you don't use God's name in a way that is flippant, throwaway, loose, casual, or profane. But it also means we bear the name of the Lord our God as his covenant people. 
And so we should not take that lightly. We should not take that emptily. We should not call ourselves Christians, call ourselves children of God, and then live as though it makes no difference to our lives. We should remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Now, from creation until the resurrection, the Sabbath day was on the sixth day. But when Jesus rose again from the dead, he created a new Sabbath as the beginning of the new creation, anticipating the eternal rest that we will enter into. The creation Sabbath, the Mosaic Sabbath, looked back on the creation being finished in the first. The new Sabbath of the Lord's Day, of the first day of the week, looks ahead to the rest that is coming in the new heavens and the new earth. But still the pattern is the same, that you, you work for six days, you rest and worship on the seventh. It is a day that is holy. It's the first day of the week. Sunday is the first day of the week. Honor your father and mother and all those whom God has put in authority over you, for they're put in authority over you by God, and there's protection and blessing in being under authority. You shall not murder. We should have high regard for human life. We should safeguard our own lives, the lives of our neighbors, the lives of the innocent. We should not do anything to take innocent life. We should do everything to protect innocent life. You shall not commit adultery. Be faithful to your marriage vows and be faithful to, to the commitments that you have made. Do not steal, not time or things that don't belong to you in big ways or small. Don't bear false witness against your neighbor. This would include gossip and slander, as well as formal witness in court, as well as just assuming the worst of someone. Someone does something and you assume the worst of them. You assume that they're doing it for some selfish, nefarious way. You're bearing false witness about that person in your own heart. Our whole political system in 2022 runs on bearing false witness about one another. And Christians should step back from that and should say, I'm not going to gossip or slander or assume false motives about anybody. I'm going to treat other people the way I'd want to be treated, which is what Jesus said is the, is the summary of the law. I'm not going to bear false witness against my neighbor. And don't covet. Be content with what you have. Don't covet what God has given someone else and think that it should have been given to you instead. So that's the Ten Commandments. The first four tell us how to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then the next six tell us how to love our neighbor as ourselves. Jesus kept them all perfectly. They were all fulfilled by him in every thought, word, and deed of his entire life. He was the perfect embodiment of love for God and love for neighbor. And so we should look to Christ as the fulfillment of the law and our righteousness, as well as our pattern for obedience. Now, how did the people respond? The people responded to this law and to what was going on with God and Moses on the mountain with terror, but it was not the fear of the Lord. And the reason we know that is the effect that this had on them. They didn't want to hear from God. They said, Moses, you speak to us, we'll listen. Don't let God speak to us lest we die. They didn't want to hear from God. So they were afraid, but it wasn't the biblical fear of the Lord because the biblical fear of the Lord actually draws our hearts to God and makes us want to hear from him. And to understand that, you can understand what Moses' words mean. Otherwise, verse 20 doesn't make any sense, right? Um, verse 20, Moses says, Do not fear, for God has come to test you, that the fear of him may be before you, that you may not sin. What does he mean, do not fear, but God wants the fear of him to be before you? Don't be afraid of God. But walk in the fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord is a trembling and an awesome uh, 
wonder and worship that fills our souls with the grandeur and the majesty and the holiness of God and draws us to him in loving obedience. Being afraid of God means I don't want to have anything to do with him. I'm going to hide from him. So we don't want that kind of sinful slavish fear. We want the right and holy fear of the Lord. The people stood far off and Moses drew near to God. So Moses had the fear of the Lord. He also had the invitation of God, of course. And then God gives them some uh, instructions about how to worship him and don't make gods of silver or gold. Just make an altar of earth, you know, that which God provides, use. And if you're going to make it out of stone, don't, don't use a tool on it. Don't put your own human ingenuity and ideas about what you think would be right into it. Just take what God's given and offer it back to him in worship. And so this is such an important chapter really for us to think about in an extended way. So in just a couple of weeks, we're going to start, Lord willing, uh, May 1st, we'll have an introductory sermon on Matthew 5. It's going to talk about what Jesus meant when he said, I didn't come to abolish the law, but I came to fulfill it. And then we'll go into the two great commandments, loving God and loving neighbor, and then into each one of the Ten Commandments, unfolding them and considering how Christ kept them and how that applies to us. So I'm looking forward to that sermon series and uh, just commend Exodus 20 as a great passage to really meditate on before the Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your love for us. Thank you so much for giving us life in your son, Jesus Christ. We pray that you would be with us and that you would help us today to be mindful of who you are and who we are as your people. You are the Lord, our God, and you have redeemed us out of slavery to sin, out of bondage to the devil. Help us to walk as your holy people today, we pray in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, that was day 108. Tomorrow, day 109. I know we've just passed the Easter season of thinking about the death and resurrection of Jesus, but in our Bible reading, we're coming up to those chapters. So tomorrow, Matthew 27, the crucifixion of Jesus. And then in just a couple of days, we're going to come to Matthew 28 and the resurrection of Jesus. Looking forward to that. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm -hmm.